In today's video, I'm going to tell you what happened when I just attempted reading section. So in order to find out how Pearson distributes reading sections a score across reading and writing, what I did was I just did the reading section from the mock test and I did the mock test B. Since I already knew all the questions in that test and also knew the answer, it was not difficult for me to have choose the answers and I could easily say that I was choosing the best possible answers from the given options. Notice that I also made sure and double check that the answers were correct because I went to the source material itself and then verified the answers from there as well. Now, the most shocking thing after this exam was reading section itself contributes only 45 points to reading, which actually validates the argument I made in the previous videos that most of the reading score, which means almost half of the reading score actually comes from the other sections and most notably from intonation and other factors as well. So if you are worried about how to do this, then I suggest that you approach your tutor and then ask them to give comments on your performance. Or if you are one of our students, then you can simply send your work for the feedback and then we'll tell you whether you are doing it in the right way or not. Now let's discuss about the reading section itself and the score. Now as you can see on the screen right now, my overall score after this mock test was only 25 and in reading I scored 45. What it showed was most of the reading score actually comes from the other sections as I already told you. And these 45 points are coming from 5 questions of reading which are multiple choice questions, single right answer, multiple right answer, reader paragraphs, fill in the blanks and fill in the blanks reading and writing. Among these questions, which questions should you focus on if you are targeting 79 and above? Then a clear answer is you should not waste your time on multiple choice questions. They are time consuming questions and they are difficult questions, but if you spend time on those questions, it will be very difficult for you to get 79, especially if your skill and other questions are not that good or you tend to read slowly and that's why you need more time for filling the blanks and filling the blanks reading and writing. The more important questions in reading section actually are in the order of importance, fill in the blanks reading and writing, followed by fill in the blanks. Now after that, I would put reorder paragraph in the third position. So in the exam, how should you approach the reading section itself? Your exam might start from fill in the blanks or fill in the blanks reading and writing or multiple choice question. In reading section, questions can come in any order. Therefore, there is no guarantee that your test might start from multiple choice question or from fill in the blanks. Now, if your exam starts from fill in the blanks questions, fill in the blanks or fill in the blanks reading and writing, you are lucky because then you don't need to worry too much about time management. You'll be spending more time on the questions which are also more important. And if by any chance you run out of time, it will be for the questions like multiple choice questions which are not important. And we all know that when we run out of time or when we feel like we don't have enough time to think and answer, we just guess. And if we are guessing a multiple choice question, that's not a big deal and it's not going to affect your score at all. Now what about reader paragraph? How important is that question? Reader paragraph is important but I will put it below fill in the blanks questions of both types. Reader paragraph questions are quite confusing and my suggestion about reader paragraph is don't practice random questions on the internet because the way Pearson asks questions in reader paragraph section is to make sure that there is logical and grammatical continuity between the sentences so that they can be put in a right order there are not any other possible orders.
sometimes you'll be wasting your time on doing things which may not come in the exam although you might feel like you're working really hard this is one of the problems i always see so when you're practicing the questions like real or paragraphs i suggest that you do it from the authentic sources or from sources you can rely on because many times i've found that people are just randomly extracting some paragraphs and breaking them into sentences and then shuffling them and asking you to put it back in the right order now unless you can read people's minds I don't think it's possible to put any random paragraph back in the right order if there is no logical and grammatical continuity between the sentences. And that's why when you're practicing real paragraphs, the first important thing is to make sure that you're practicing the questions which are of the same standard of the exam. Now, the multiple choice questions, just familiarize yourself with these questions, but do not waste too much time on this. If you are not sure how to do multiple choice questions, then there is one important tip I want to give you here. When you are doing multiple choice questions, multiple answer types, just pick one option. And the reason for this is when you try to find two answers, there are two problems. The first problem is it requires more time and especially when multiple choice question comes at the beginning and you try to pick two answers, you might waste valuable time on less important question. And secondly, and in multiple choice question, um, at least two options are correct. And out of them, one option is usually very easy to find. So when you find that option, it's time to move on to the next question because if the next one is wrong, then it will cancel out the points you have already scored. And that's why my suggestion, multiple choice questions, single right or multiple right answer, just pick one option. It will save you time and it will perhaps increase your score as well. Fill in the blanks and fill in the blanks reading and writing. What are the things you need to keep in mind when doing these questions? Now, I'll tell you five important things to keep in mind when you are solving these fill in the blank questions, both types. First is make sure that you know the difference between formal and informal word because when you are presented with choices of words which have similar meaning, you have to pick the one that you think is more formal or academic. Second, you need to have a good understanding of collocation. Pearson itself has released a list of around 2500 collocations. If you go through that list, you'll find that some of the collocations are the ones that you already know. So actually, although the list looks quite daunting at the beginning, it's not that long, so you can actually get it done. The third thing that you have to remember is prepositional phrases. Often Pearson gives you preposition after the gap and one and asks you pick, to pick a word which makes sense in the context. Most often we only think about the meaning, but forget that in order to pick the word, the word must collocate with that preposition. So you need to be familiar with certain common words and preposition combination. Fourth important trick. When you are answering the questions and you come across a place where you do not know the answer, it's really important that you don't, uh, you don't waste any time on that question and move on and try to answer as many questions as possible because out of four or five gaps you get in the exam, one or two can be difficult. But those difficult questions can be a roadblock if you think too much about those questions. Rather, you should try to finish the um, Rather, you should try to finish as many questions as you can because not all the questions are difficult. And another advantage is when you answer um, a few questions, then the number of options left will be fewer. And not just that, you will also have a better understanding of the paragraph, which will help you to pick up the option which is more contextual. Although if you know more rules of grammar, it might be helpful, but at this stage, perhaps you don't have time to sit down with a big grammar book and cram all the rules there. And I think that's also not going to help you much. I think you should at least focus on a few grammatical concepts such as subject verb agreement, tense, voice. These are three grammatical um, concepts which are often tested in your exam and being familiar with these ones will definitely help you in the test. 
All right. Now, if you look at the scorecard one more time, you'll see that they have given me score in spelling, which is quite surprising because in reading, you don't really need to write anything. So I don't know why they gave me score in spelling. Even in speaking, where I actually do not need to write anything, I got a score in spelling as well. So I don't know how they are calculating the spelling score in these two sections, but that is quite surprising. Okay, now let's compare these 45 points with the points we get from the other sections. If you remember, I told you that from read aloud, you can get around 33 points, 30 to 33 points, which depends on the length of the passes as well. And then from um, summarize written text around 10 points and then from listening rest of the points now if we do a quick calculation you can see here that i'm getting around 45 points from reading section itself and then around 30 to 33 points from speaking around 10 points from writing means i'm getting only around four or five points from listening so although in listening questions like highlight incorrect words and highlight correct summary can have impact on your reading score they do not contribute that much to your reading score so in listening, there are four questions which are not important and four questions which are important. So when you are doing listening, you need to keep these things in mind. In my next video, I'll be discussing how listening contributes a score to not just listening, but also to reading and writing and how much score you get from um, listening for these two sections. If you have any questions regarding this, uh, regarding the things I mentioned in this video, please write in the comments. If you want me to cover anything in the next video, please let me know so that I can do a proper research and use my experience and observation come up with a video which gives you reliable information and if you are interested in any of our courses please go to romanpt.com and have a look at different options available there and you can also chat with us until our next video have a good time see you soon